Welcome to the Lace and Lilacs podcast. This is a podcast about anything and everything lovely. We're your hosts, Lucy Claire of Sunny Days and Lovely Ways, and Abby of Lace and Lilacs. Hello, we are finally back with a brand new podcast episode. We promise we have really good reasons to why we've been absent for a few weeks. For starters, I got really sick with a terrible cold and was tucked up in bed recovering, but more excitingly, (laughs) (laughs) Abby moved to Paris. Yes, it's been a whirlwind of a few weeks. Things have been absolutely crazy, in a good way, but crazy. Sure, I'm sure. Um, So we're really happy to be back recording together. It's been way too long. Um, In the spirit of moving country, we've decided to record this week's episode all about traveling. So we've we've come up with a few areas about traveling to discuss, so settle in and let's get started. Oh, okay, Lucy, why don't you start off (laughs) Um, (laughs) by telling us what are some things that you recommend to people who are traveling and how you prepare for long flights. Okay, sure. Um, I love traveling. I was bitten with the travel bug when I was very little and it's just kind of got a hold of me. Um, there are a few things that I really recommend to people about traveling. Um, and it's usually always about being on airplanes because for me, that's the part of traveling, which takes the most out of me. Um, long haul flights are my favorite kind of flight just because you get to settle in and that's something I really enjoy. exactly the same way. I actually also really love overnight flights. Like, I know a lot of people yeah. don't, but you get to sleep, and, you know. I mean, if you can yeah. get, if you can get comfortable and relax, it goes by really fast. So Exactly. Mm. No, almost one of the first things I do when I want to see about signs of turn off when you're in the air is I take my shoes off, I put my socks on. Um, if I don't have any, that's my number one thing. I always have socks with me on a plane. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's all for me, it's all long-haul flights are all about comfort, and I want to be as comfortable as soon as possible. So... Um, the things I usually recommend, um, I also recommend wearing layers, um, starting with a t-shirt and then a jacket, um, and then a scarf or another jacket or jumper if you want, um, because we all know how temperamental, um, temperatures on airplanes can be. It's either really, really hot or really cold. There's never really any in between. So, um, making sure you're prepared for both, I think is best. And it also really depends where you're going and what for. But I always try to make my carry-on luggage as small as possible. So um, especially for traveling alone, because you don't want to have too many bags that you can't really handle them yourself or they're too heavy or things like that. Um, So I always find that if I've got a wheelie bag, then I'll just have a small handbag Mm -hmm. or I'll just have one massive tote bag that can just have everything that I need on the flight. Um, Yeah, and like I always remember that like aisles are really, really small. Generally, so you don't want to be like knocking everyone like, as you're walking. I always want to pack like so much in my carry on, but I have to remember to be realistic, you know, like you can only carry so much yeah. on the plane. So, <laughs> exactly. And, and you also have to take into consideration the things that you are allowed to take on the plane and carry on. Like, don't like there's the 100 mil limit, I yeah. think, for international flights as well. So, um, always being aware of those kind of things. What else? Um, I would say in terms of entertainment, I always take advantage of the in-flight movies and TV shows. I'm pretty sure Friends is always an option. So mm-hmm. if the movies or TV shows are really awful, you can at least hopefully rely on that. 
Um, but if that fails and they decide not to have friends on that particular flight, which is ridiculous, ridiculous. Um, I always have my tablet, um, my Samsung tablet with me. So it's got, I've got my own movies on there and I've got books and other games I can play. Um, and I would say one last um, recommendation for flying on long haul flights is keep hydrated. Um, make sure you drink lots of water um, and apply moisturizer as you feel needed. Um, I recommend not wearing too much um, makeup on the plane because if you're comfortable with that, of course, because after a 12-hour flight, most of your makeup melts off or wears off and your skin starts to dry out from the air conditioning on the plane. So, Yeah, I um, feel exactly the same way. I never wear makeup yeah. on flights. It's just not comfortable, especially if you nap and, like, no. your, like your eye makeup gets everywhere. It's yeah. just... It's such a nasty feeling when you, like, you wake mm. up or it's time to get off and, like, you've already been sitting in one spot for ages and you walk through, you always walk into the airport going, I look awful, thinking like that, so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so? What about you, Abby? Um, since moving, um, well, since having your massive travel that you've just had, what did you do to prepare and keep comfortable while flying? Oh, my goodness. I have so much <laughs> I could say about this. Um, well, I didn't want to ship any boxes over. Um because the shipping costs from the U.S. to Europe are ridiculous. So I ended up packing, yes. like, four whole suitcases. Um, and I wow. had to, like, lug two, and my mom had to, like, lug two. And um, I'm so good that you had your mom there, though. Oh, thank goodness. I cannot have done it without help. <laughs> no way could I have carried all that. Um, so that was helpful. But, um... I don't know. The flights were really long. I got really lucky on the second one and didn't have anyone sitting next to me, um, which is great because then you can like kind of spread out. I also recommend Mm. trying to book exit row seats. Um, Yes, actually, that's a very good point. Um, People always ask me if I'm old enough to be sitting in them. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I swear I am because you have to be (laughs) you have to be fifteen. I didn't know that. Yeah, you have to be fifteen, and like people always think that that I'm, like, younger than that, or, like, around that <laughs> Don't age. Don't worry, I get it, too. Double-checking. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, get those, because you can you have the extra leg room. And I actually just read this article on um, that Hummingbird High shared about how to, how to, like, strategically figure out how you can get seats with no one sitting next to you or get an empty row. <laughs> And it seems like a lot There's of, a strategy to it? Wow. Yeah, it seems like a lot of extra work. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I thought it was a really interesting read. So I might link that below because you guys might Yeah, I'd love to read that. Out. That'd be great. Yeah. Okay, so as far as clothes, I usually try to be comfortable without looking sloppy. So Yes. Yeah, I always usually go with like a sweater, um, maybe like a pair of tights or a pair of like really cozy socks that I can, like, slip on and off if I need to. And then, like, a skirt with, like, an elastic, like, waistband so you can just, like, so it doesn't feel uncomfortable. Yeah, that's such a good idea. Especially if you want to take a nap. It's almost like wearing a pajama that doesn't look like a pajama. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. um, With my hair, I'll usually just keep it down if I don't put it up. Um, but, like, no, I don't bother, like, doing, like, a half up, half down, because I find that the hair tie, like, especially if you nap, gets really tangled, and then you get off the flat, and you're like, yes, oh my gosh, my hair is, like, literally, like, takes ages to brush through. Um, so, yeah, um, like Lucy said, I think layers are great. Layers are really important, 
I feel like my voice sounds weird today. <clears throat> I don't know if it's just, no, it I just fine. like up so it's, <laughs> it's probably okay. just you. Um anyways, so yeah, layers are really great. I always bring like an extra sweater. Um just just in case. And I also typically carry on like um a little blanket, which you can buy in the airport if you forget yeah. or if you don't have one that's like the right size. And like a travel pillow. I love using a um I love using like a pashmina scarf or like a blanket scarf that can mm -hmm. double as a blanket or a scarf. Oh, that's smart. So. Like um, my dad <laughs> has this thing. He travels a lot too. And what he told me to do is, um, I didn't on this flight because it's summer, but always carry your coat on the with, on the plane with you. A, just in case the luggage gets lost and you don't have a coat, which mm -hmm. would be horrible in the winter, especially if you're traveling to Europe. And yes. B, because you can use it as like a pillow or a blanket or whatever you know, since because of the size. That's such a good idea. So usually I carry a coat on with me. <laughs> um, on this flight, I could not have handled it. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you did have a lot of baggage to I handle. I had a lot of baggage. Yeah. Um, I did go pretty light as far as carry-on. I had one, like, tote bag wh where I kept my tablet, my laptop computer, um, I think a couple magazines. I always love getting magazines for flights. Um, that's true actually yeah they're like a, they're like an in-flight treat <laughs> yes because when I'm outside of a plane with the internet because um, even if the plane has wi-fi it usually either costs or is just really slow so it's kind of nice actually reading paper I don't know for some reason yeah. when I'm off a plane I just like there's no appeal there because I have my computer with me but I love reading magazines on planes so that's another thing I definitely would I always stock up on like maybe two or three and read those while on the flight. So, um, gosh, what else do I usually carry on? I usually bring food. I think food is one thing that, yes. that, yeah, that I always pack because I don't want to eat airplane food. And I usually don't like yes, having, it's, yeah, it's pretty awesome. You never know what it's going to be like. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to risk it. <laughs> So I'll mm, um, no, that's a good point. Yeah, I'll always pack something. Um, you can always buy things in the airport, of course, but I like having like a for sure like I know I have mm. this in case there's nothing good at the airport kind of thing. Um, obviously, you can't bring drinks through the airport, but make sure you get a water or a soft drink, preferably water because that'll keep you more hydrated. But if you're not really down with that, of like a fruit water or something. Um, to take onto the flight because you will get really dehydrated and I usually I honestly try to avoid drinking a lot of water because I hate having to go to the bathroom on a plane because I hate plane bathrooms yes but if you don't do it I mean you'll really regret it so, you'll notice as well if you're not drinking it's not yeah. enough water you'll start getting a headache and feeling kind of cranky and sick and you don't want to get off a plane feeling like that especially if you're like in a foreign country don't speak the language. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> which is me right now. But, um, so yeah. You'll get there. You'll, you'll pick it up. <laughs> I hope so. Everyone keeps saying that. And I'm like, oh, it's been like three days though. So maybe I'm, you can't learn a language in three days. Um, no. <laughs> so those are kind of the things that I do to prepare for flying. Um, I think to sum it up, basically dress comfortably with layers, um, pack a snack and some drinks, keep your carry-on light, um, but do pack a few things in there that will keep you really entertained. Um, 
Is that about it as far as that subject? I think that's about it. Okay. I think as far as that point goes, that's about right. Yeah, I think um, so. Um, so what is your favorite thing about moving to a new city or country? Now, you've done this a lot. So I'd love to hear. (laughs) So I have moved um, to new cities and countries a lot. Um, When I was young, until a few years ago, I moved at least every two to four years. I'd never lived in any any one location for more than four and a half years, which Mm so um, this year is my seventh year living in one place. And it's a really big deal to me. I'm very much wanting to move again, (laughs) not because I don't love Sydney. I do love Sydney and it is home and it's where I am officially from, but it's just one of those things. Once you're so used to moving, you kind of feel uncomfortable staying in one place for longer. I remember when it did reach the five-year mark, I was like, I'm ready to move. I need to get out of here, but um, I hadn't finished school and there was no reason for us to move, so that didn't happen. Um, But I, I really enjoy it. I love learning about new cultures. Um, getting to discover new cities, meeting new people. I have met some of the most amazing people all over the world. Um, And I'm so happy that I still get to keep in contact with them now. Um, Moving to a new city, I find, is a lot different to – it's a very different experience to vacationing in a city that you've never been to before. Uh, I think the attitude that you take towards your your visit there or exploring that city is – very different because you're always like oh that's a, if you're vacation you're like oh that's a very nice cafe we might come back there again but if you're moving there to live you're like oh we're definitely going to remember that place and go back there mm-hmm. um if you like it um yeah it's really um one of those things that it takes time to adjust and learn how um how and what your everyday life is going to adapt to be in this new country and what the standard everyday life of people in that country is going to look like on your life, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, there's always adapting and flexibility and even sometimes compromising, but normally not too much. Um, sometimes I think I get nervous because while you're meeting new people, you're exploring new places and all those things. Those things, while exciting, are also a bit nerve-wracking because you yeah. never really know if you're going to like it. very um, overwhelming. How about, can I just ask, um, exactly. where have you lived? Of course. I feel like I read it where on have I lived? <laughs> Um, I'm curious. Sure, no worries. I think that's probably a good thing for me to say anyway. <laughs> um, so when I was, I was born in Australia and then at five weeks old, I, my parents and my brother moved to Holland, um, so in the cool. Netherlands. Then when I was two, Dutch? we moved to Houston <laughs> in America. I don't speak any Dutch. <laughs> uh, my parents do, but I don't. <laughs> um, when I was four, I moved to Brunei, which is on the island of Borneo. Um, when I was eight, I moved back to Sydney for six months. Um, then after those six months, we moved to Perth for four and a half years and then back to Sydney when I was in year eight. So we've been here ever since. Um, and then we've also done various extended stays in England as well. So, so cool. a number of places. That's so <laughs> cool. So exciting. Like I've never moved before ever. This is my first move in my entire life. I've lived in the same house since I was born. Um, that's such so, a great concept for me. <laughs> so uh, I'm really excited because I love decorating and I love exploring yeah. and like I've always wanted to. Move How have your first three days been? It's been incredible, crazy. Like when you like people speak French here, 
obviously. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Which I knew um, coming in, and, like, I think that was one of the biggest draws. Like, I felt, yeah, I could have, you know, gone to school in London or Scotland or London or London or Edinburgh. I was like, okay, city, yeah. country. Okay. Um, but I kind of, I feel like I wanted the extra challenge. Like, I, I wanted to get That's more. Cool. I, I wanted to get really a lot cool. out of it. Um, it's very difficult, um, but in a good way. Like, I've traveled a lot, even though I've never moved anywhere. Yeah, you so, have. So I feel very comfortable being in places where I'm, how do I put Not that? Not so familiar. Yeah, like, I'm comfortable being uncomfortable in unfamiliar places. And I've been to yeah, Paris that's twice. such a good way to put it. Um, I so feel that. Yeah, right? Like, I'm used to the way it feels and to feeling kind of out of place, but in a good way, like... And you're probably also quite quick to adjust as mm -hmm. well. Yeah, it, like, okay, coming here, knowing that you're going to live here is a lot different than coming here. Like, I think you talked about this a little bit just a minute ago. Yeah. But I've been here for the same amount of time as I was in the past, the past trips I've um, had here that I've been here in. And even though it's literally, pro it's been exactly the same amount of hours or whatever, I just, it feels so different. Just mm. the way I think you take things in and the way you feel when you walk around and are like, you know, searching for, you know, stores to frequent and trying to figure yeah. out like the, the metro and get comfortable. Like, I think when you don't live in a place or when you know you're not going to be living there, you know, you're like you know how many yeah. days you're going to be spending, you kind of don't make that much of an effort to get to know it, which that's right. Which sounds, I mean, I know a lot of people, um, recommend traveling like a local but I'm not entirely sure that it's possible especially if you yeah. want to hit up all the major like tourist attractions like if you're in Paris for a week you know you're probably going to do the Eiffel Tower and Notre Dame um all of those things but when you're it's just very different put it that way um so I know that's that's right I completely I, agree yeah and I think you get a lot out of travel or even and a lot out of yeah. moving to a new country um, like, I honestly don't even remember what I was doing a week ago. It feels like, for, like forever. <laughs> so I would highly recommend that everyone go out of their comfort zone a little bit and try and do something like this mm. in your life because it's not something you'll regret. No. What made you – Um, it sounds like you were planning to study overseas. So what made you want to study overseas and then Paris specifically? Uh, gosh, it, I've known I wanted to study far away since I was, like, little, like very little, like maybe like five or six. Um, that's wow yeah well I've I mean you've traveled a lot but I also traveled a lot even though I never got to live anywhere else sadly yeah you um, still traveled a lot um from so, what I read on your blog and things you've told me yeah so it's I knew I wanted to go far um my parents kind of used to laugh like oh my gosh it's so far away in the future I was like starting my planning now <laughs> Um, initially, <laughs> you're never too yeah. young to think about your future, isn't that what they always say at schools? <laughs> I don't think so. So initially, I was thinking moving to maybe New York City or Seattle. That was kind of the idea I got when I was maybe like 10, 11, because um, those are both incredible cities. I love New York. I love Seattle. Um, but then I kind of decided I wanted to go farther. <laughs> I'm very comfortable in the U.S., you know, we speak the language, all the stores and shops are the same. Yeah. I kind of wanted to experience something different. And as an artist, I mean, Paris is Paris is the most perfect place you can be. So it's such I think, a big yeah. inspiration. 
I think that's kind of what made me want to go. Um, there wasn't that much thought put into it, honestly. I kind of was just like, oh, I like Paris. I'm going to go here. <laughs> um, but sometimes wow. I think the decisions you make like that end up, they can be really good. They can be very positive. Mm. Um, so, I mean, of course you have to plan something like this in advance. So if I wanted to back out, I could have because the visa process yeah. takes forever. And then have, finding an apartment and roommates and applying to college. Um, but it's good to, you know, have settled on a place and know that. And just, and just when you go out here and walk around, like, even though there are struggles, um, like when you get a taxi and the, like, the person that hardly speaks any English and you have to kind of like explain and try and speak some French. I've been trying. Mm. Um, it's difficult, but I want to learn. Practice makes perfect. It really does. I think you'll pick it up quite quickly just being immersed in it all the time you kind of don't have a choice mm -hmm. but to, but to learn it so I think that'll really help you yeah I mean I'm sure like a year from now I'll probably be able to make connections like sometimes someone will say something to me in French and I won't understand why I'm hearing it but then I walk away mm -hmm. and like it clicks like oh I think that will start happening like sooner or faster so that when they're actually speaking it will be clicking so we'll see yeah <laughs> Um, so, sorry, did you ask me a question, and did I totally go off on a tangent? Uh, no, 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 you, no, okay. no, you were answered, you answered it, I asked you, um, why you chose to go overseas, oh, yes. um, to study, um, but what has, what do you think has been your fa most favorite thing about moving so far? I'm, I know you've only been there for three days, but. Okay, well, I've always been obsessed with, like, history, um, and European culture, and America has history, but it's not the same. It's not the same. Yeah, as um, as a history in Europe, I, I've been obsessed with, like, medieval things since I was very, very little. I used to read, do you ever read the Royal Diaries? Do you know what I'm talking about? No, no I never okay. read them. Well, they went out of publication, and I think they're starting to roll them out again, but they have, like, different covers, and they're probably totally different. <laughs> um, but they're kind of, um, <laughs> they're, like fictional diaries of um like prin princesses um like all mm -hmm. around the world so I was obsessed with like the Marie Antoinette one and the oh, wow. Elizabeth the first um so I've always kind of just the history here I did a report when I was a freshman in high school on Queen Elizabeth so I read a biography by Alison Weir which I highly recommend because she's an amazing historian um Anyway, so I love the history here, and just, when you go out, it just, it's different, like Montmartre, and, I'm sorry if my pronunciation is horrible, I swear that will get better, <laughs> um, but just, it's, it's incredible, I mean, like, the building I'm living in now has been around since, like, the 1800s, it is so wow. crazy and cool, coming from California, where everything is new, and it, okay, California is great. Um, the beach in Southern California is unlike the beach anywhere else in the world. Um, just the way you can have bonfires and kind of the piers and the laid back vibes. But I was sick of it. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was so tired yeah. of it. And I'm not much of a beach person. So it never really had much, uh, I was never really attracted to it genuinely. Or maybe I'm, that's just because I live there and I happen to take it for granted. We'll see. But here I just feel so much more comfortable you know the people dress nicer um it's just so so classy and just pretty it's just so pretty 
lights out, just like looking out oh, the window. Oh, I'm so jealous. It sounds like you're having such an you amazing have to time come already. Visit. Like seriously, we can I will. I will. I'll know the just city pretty seriously. Well. <laughs> <laughs> so I will know what I'm doing. Like I'm just starting to figure out the metro and I'm like figuring out which lines I need to take and where I'm gonna have to make changes to like get to school. So far, I haven't gotten lost while taking the metro. I did That's get good. lost at one point, but I just ended up grabbing a cab home because I was like, I mean, it's kind of fun, actually, I think, getting lost. As long as you don't wander into yeah. like, a bad neighborhood, you're good. And it's actually it's, it's cool to explore. Um, okay, so is there anything else you were going to discuss on this topic? Um, I think kind of covered moving to any city right now. What about we move on and talk about maybe favorite holiday destinations? Ooh. How do you think about that? Okay, um, that's a really fun one. Do you want to maybe discuss some of yours first since I just went on talking and talking? Sure. <laughs> sure, no worries. Um, I have I have two of my favorite holiday destinations. Okay. The first one I would say is London, which I'm pretty sure I have spoken about before I've definitely written about on my blog um I absolutely adore London and England it is I'm half English so for me it's another <laughs> home um and when I was younger we used to travel back every two years um because we lived overseas it was easier to go there than to come back to Australia um but I haven't been since 2010 so I'm itching to get back and see all the history nice. the buildings and just walk I walking is one of my favorite things to do which is a bit weird for everyone in Australia they don't they're not really? big walkers they like to just get to the train or get buses and stuff yeah um but I love walking everywhere me too there's one on Tuesdays I walk I walk um into the city to university and it takes me about an hour and a half and all my friends think I'm just really weird for doing that but I just I get to walk through the city right down the main street with all the oh, so all the oldest buildings that we seem to have um and I love, just love looking at it. Oh, gosh, um, I want to go to Australia so, so badly. <laughs> I, I've been, <laughs> but I was three years old, and that is, it doesn't count. It doesn't count. <laughs> no, um, you need to come back. I you need definitely to need back to come back. <laughs> um, um, but, yeah, so London's somewhere I love and love walking around. I love London. It's got such a rich history, too. Oh, the Tower of London, that whole area is just oh, so incredible. So beautiful. So gorgeous. Mm. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> Okay, the other the other place that I absolutely love to vacation to, I've only been once, and I know that we've just been talking about a lot, but it's Paris for me as well. Um, I last went there when I was 10, but it was a complete surprise. Um, I did not realize the plane that I had boarded with my family was going to Paris <laughs> or France. Um, I kind of can't believe I didn't pick up on it because I'm, I'm very good at listening, and I just maybe they were speaking in French or another language, and I just didn't pick it up. I was completely shocked when the plane landed in Paris and I was walking oh, through Charles Airport surprise. going I don't really know what's going on but we're here oh, my parents like it's so okay funny. just keep walking then we got a bus to the hotel and my dad checked in and I always love hanging out with my you dad as he checked into the hotel but I was not allowed to go near him <laughs> and then um and then when we finally got up to the room um my parents told me the truth and said that we would stay and I was so excited um what did we do there we spent a lot of time in Disneyland and then of course we did all the landmarks yeah, I've never but been we never went up the Eiffel Tower I haven't gone up the Eiffel so, Tower either I've been here twice before on so, trips and once here but the line is just always so long it just doesn't feel I know that's the I've been up the Arc de Triomphe um and that is an I went up that, that, one, that is an incredible beautiful. view 
I think they have an elevator, but I think it was broken when I came in March. So I had to walk. Yeah, we definitely. Yeah. My, 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 my dad and my brother and I definitely took the stairs. It is not an easy walk, but <laughs> um, oh. I, I probably would have preferred to take the stairs anyway. <laughs> so I, guess, <laughs> I love walking. California, people walk a lot by the beach, which makes sense because mm-hmm. um, there's piers and lot, it's very friendly for walking and biking. Um, but outside of that, everyone drives, and I actually never learned how to drive, which is ridiculous. Oh. Um, I just, I guess it wasn't priority for me. I've decided to just wait till I'm 18 because then you don't have to get a permit. You can just automatically get your license. Yeah. Um, so I never learned how to do that. And so I couldn't really go anywhere unless I wanted to walk, which I did a lot of the time. I would walk to the beach. Um, but like going to the mall and things really requires driving. So I'm so excited to be in Paris where I can just walk everywhere, take the metro everywhere. You know, it's it's such, it's such a walking so culture. Great. I, I love it. I, I mean, driving, just especially maintaining a car is a big hassle. Yes. So I love cities where you can just walk and where there's really good public transportation. Um, That's true. Yeah. What were we talking about that I just went, I went off on, like, walking? <laughs> you keep I'm, doing that. It's okay, though. It's okay. <laughs> My memory is So, no, you is don't like, keep doing that. You keep saying you're doing that, but you're not. That's what okay. I'm saying. Okay. I feel bad. Um, <laughs> Talking about favorite holiday destinations. So, oh, where are some of your okay. favorite holiday destinations? Gosh, I love so many places. Um, Of course, I'm just going to talk about the ones you mentioned before I get into different ones that I want to chat about. Sure. But I love England. I think I've only been to London. I, I don't think I've ever been outside of London, which is a shame. I actually want, really want to go to Brighton. Um, it looks so cute. Yeah, um, I've never been there. It looks so cute. But, yeah, I, I love London. I went first. It was my first international trip when I was, like, a year old, I think. Um, I don't remember it, but I have some really cute pictures of me. So, <laughs> um, at least I have those. And then I went again for my sweet 16. So I spent my 16th birthday in London, and it was just incredible. Um, I I love that city. Um, Also, Paris, of course. I first went to Paris less than a year ago, which is crazy to think that. And that amount of time I've been here, once more since then, and now I'm living here. So a year ago, I could not have imagined that I'd be here. I probably would have thought that I'd still be at home. So I was actually planning on going back to high school a year ago, I think. And then I decided to test out. So it's crazy. Um, I highly recommend taking unconventional paths because I just, it, it's, they can lead to some great opportunities. They can. Thank you for finishing that sentence for me. I had the thought. (laughs) (laughs) No problem. Um, um, I, today is the first day that I actually didn't wake up at like three in the morning. (laughs) <laughs> Which is so funny. That's so it's, good. It's good, but it's also the day we decided we were going to podcast. I didn't even set an alarm because I thought I was going to be waking up in the middle of the like, middle of the night. So at least I'm getting adjusted, <laughs> even though I probably sound That's really good. tired. That's good. Um, okay, and then, yeah, so Paris is beautiful. It's incredible. The first time I came here was with my dad last November. So just a few weeks before my birthday, I was... In Europe, um, with him accompanying him on a business trip, as I do all the time, because he travels a lot for his business, um, some of the trips which he really just makes up because he wants to travel, because he loves traveling. Um, so any excuse mm. that you have to get out is, I think, is really great. 
So um, Paris was totally of like a spur of the moment, like let's just do it decision because we were meeting customers of his in Sicily and then we met another customer of his in Holland. Um, so we flew into Milan where we spent a few days. We also visited Lake Como. And then we flew to uh, Messina, Sicily. Uh, we flew to Catania, Sicily, and then drove to Messina from there. And we flew out, and that's when we came to Paris. We, I was actually really wanting to go to Scandinavia because we had a few days off before we had to meet his customer um, in the Hague. Hog, Hague, Hog. I don't know. Hague. In <laughs> hey. hey. <laughs> um, pronunciation, especially in Paris, everything is pronounced differently from how you think it's pronounced especially knowing Spanish and English. It's true. Uh, so, just, anyways. So, um, so we decided to go to Paris because the tickets were cheap. Um, I honestly wasn't too excited about it. I really had wanted to visit maybe, like, a Copenhagen or um, maybe even go up into Sweden, um, like Stockholm. Um, but we ended up in Paris, and I don't know. We got off the plane. The drive into the city took forever. The traffic was horrible. I remember getting into the cab, and the taxi driver um, was speaking French. Not to us, but he was, like, on the phone, and he was speaking French. And it sounded oh, wow. like like nonsense. I did not understand a word. Because um, ne- I had never studied French before. And I've been, I was tutored in it for the past six months. Um, and I've done some online work, too. Um, but again, it's been less than a year that I've been studying it. So when I first came, it was, I was so lost. Um, as a tourist in Paris, you're completely fine not speaking English, though, because most people do speak English. But French is, they prefer to speak French, and I get why, because it's such a beautiful language. Um, mm, it is. So yeah, the first time I was here, gosh, I think I went to the Eiffel Tower from the outside. I did all the touristy things, Notre Dame. Uh, the Sacre Coeur, all of those things. I love the view from up there from the big basilica. It's just so beautiful. It's one of my favorite places to take pictures, even though the view doesn't change. I don't know. It's just I love taking pictures of it over and over again. Um, so I really loved it, and I, I decided kind of like, hmm, I think I want to come back here. <laughs> um, so and I, you did. Yeah, I talked to my parents about studying here. We came again in March to make sure that it was something I was up for, especially not being from, obviously not being from here, not speaking the language. Um, my school speaks English, of course. I'll be studying in English. But I loved it, so here I am. It came so much faster than I thought it was going to come. Like two months ago feels like forever ago. A week ago feels like forever ago. I'm sure. It's such a big shift. Um, in a yeah. good way. Totally in a good way. So they're talking about London and Paris. A few of my other favorite travel destinations are Amsterdam. I love Amsterdam. And I know it kind of gets a bad rep because of the whole, you know, drug thing. <laughs> um, but it, yeah. it's so gorgeous. I mean, it's so beautiful. Especially in the winter when it's when the like the autumn when the the leaves are um I've been three times once in the spring and twice in the fall winter kind of time and just the canals and the way everyone bikes everywhere you have to watch out for bikes so that you don't get like run over but um (laughs) 
I, I just love it so much. It's definitely one of my favorite places, especially the architecture, like the dancing houses. Um, the Rijksmuseum mm. is one of my favorite museums in the world. My favorite painting, The Night Watch, is there because my favorite, my favorite uh -huh. artist is actually Rembrandt, um, and he's Dutch, of course. So there's mm -hmm. this really good book I read that's totally fictional, told from the perspective of Rembrandt's daughter that I read when I was maybe like uh -huh. 11. It's called I Am Rembrandt's Daughter, literally. Uh, and it, it's such a good just historical um, YA novel. So recommend that if you like to read um, kind of history, kind of romance-y yeah. things. Very good. I'll look into it. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I love the Netherlands. I just love it so much. It's so beautiful. Um, which is a word I probably keep saying over and over again, but I cannot use that word <laughs> enough to describe that city. Um, yeah, I have been. Yeah. I have. Well, I was obviously I lived in the Netherlands when I was really little, and I went back when I was eight. Um, but I still don't remember much about it. You have um, to go. Maybe so it's somewhere that I'd love to go back to. Paris, Mind you, all of the places that I've lived or traveled to when I was younger, places I'd love to go back to. Um, just because I can, I can build new memories or maybe even jog yeah. old ones and try and remember things. And I, I'm, I remember the last time I went to Bali with one of my friends um, about two or three years ago. I went with her fam, one of my friends' families, um, and I hadn't been in about four or five years. I, oh, even more, I think. And I barely recognize, I, I barely remembered anything from the previous holiday because I was so little. And I remember walking into a hotel that we were visiting for dinner one night, going. I recognize this place and like because I was recognizing the place Isn't I could I was remembering the last time I was there it was really it's so really crazy interesting the way memories come back like I was in Thailand earlier this year with my family and I'd been once before when I was I think nine years old nine yeah about eight or nine and we went into this hotel and it was the same one we'd stayed in when I was little and then I just I saw like the fountain that they had and it kind of like clicked I was like, oh, I don't really recognize this place, but I remember that, like that specifically. So it's yeah. funny how things come back to you when you're traveling around. And I just, I just love it because every time you go to a new place, it's different. Or to the same place. That's right. Every time you revisit it, it's different. Like the first time I went to Paris is nothing like the second time is nothing like <laughs> living here right now. Which is, in a way, it's, it can be scary because it's, unex you know, things are unexpected. You don't exactly know how things are going to feel when you get there, but it's, it, mm. it's always positive, always. I've never found that I've had a, I've never had a negative experience, um, except for maybe when I went back to Lampang, Thailand, because it was like a zillion degrees, and I was like, mm. uh, the heat can really take it out of you. No kidding. <laughs> I'm just, I'm not a big fan of the heat, <laughs> so I'm excited to finally live in a place that, even though it's very hot here in the summer, that gets cold in the winter, because California mm. does not get cold in the winter. California is never cold. <laughs> um, and Australia is the same way. Yeah, I know. Yeah, no, we, we've we had a pretty cold winter, but it's it's very mild in comparison to the rest of the world. Yeah, it so. doesn't snow. I mean, even, like, I know what I consider cold in California and what makes me turn on the heater is, like, whether the tourists are going out, like, in bikinis in. <laughs> like, yeah. just, it's going to be definitely a, a difficult adjustment, but one I'm excited about because I can finally wear layers and I already wear them at home even though I don't need to. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm the same. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, so I'm very um, excited about that. And let me think, what are some other destinations I love? It's very hard to narrow it down because there are so many places I just really, really, really like visiting. Um, gosh. I think it's one of those things that there's just so many that pretty much everywhere you go, there's always something new and exciting to learn, to discover, and you just always... Yeah. The world is kind of full of some amazing countries that are just so exciting to visit. I love going to places that not a lot of tourists frequent. Which can, I think, I don't know, sometimes it feels, you get kind of weird looks, like, why are you here? You're a tourist from the locals. Yeah. But, and again, when people hear that you've gone to places, they'll be like, why would you go there? But I think it's, mm. it's such a cool experience. And I don't know, personally, I'm so tired of being asked by people, like, if I speak French, why I decided to go to Paris, you know? Like, I understand, like, that they're genuinely yeah. interested, but... Sometimes it feels almost a little bit like um, like they think I'm crazy. <laughs> and I think I yeah. am a little bit. I am a little bit crazy, but plenty of people have done it. I think there's like a, a community of like 50,000 expats here. Um, so lots, That's quite big. Yeah, lots of people come here because Paris is such a wonderful place to be. Um, so, yeah, not everyone travels, I think, as much as they could but definitely travel yeah. travel is a sacrifice like you can't it costs money there are a lot of things you have to give up in order to travel so that's true I think everyone prioritizes different things and it's totally okay like mm. there are things I wish I had but don't because my family puts a lot of their money towards travel um anyways I was talking about places I like to go so let's talk about more places uh -huh. um yeah. Well, I was thinking, yeah. I think we've just spoken a lot about places that we go. We yeah. Why don't we maybe, you were mentioning clothes, so I was thinking maybe we move on to, um, like, travel must-haves and things that you love, tra pieces of clothing, five pieces of clothing um, that if you could only travel with five, yes. what would they be? Okay. And maybe then, like, five items. Okay. Now, when I travel, I typically pack the same sort of clothing. And when I was younger, when I was like 11, 12, I used to like going to the mall and going shopping before trips because it was an excuse to get some new clothes. But eventually I realized that I just wasn't comfortable wearing new things while I traveled. I like to be very comfortable. So I'll usually go for, I like to wear skirts. So if I'm traveling somewhere cold, mm -hmm. I'll pack probably a couple very good skirts. So I'll use that as one of my five, like a good, um, a good comfortable skirt that can be slipped on and off but looks very elegant. Um, a pair of tights, even more so than socks. Like I'll always pack socks for the plane, but once you're at the place you need to be, tights are great, especially if you're planning on wearing a skirt. Um, mm. A good pair of shoes. I usually go for boots, kind of maybe like riding boots or a pair of um, a, good, a pair of ballet flats. I'm comfortable traveling in ballet flats as long as they're very comfortable. Um, so a good pair of shoes is a necessity, especially if you're going to be walking a lot, and you probably are unless you're renting a car, which in a city like London or Paris you just wouldn't do. Um, same with Tokyo, you wouldn't do that there. Mm. I know when, like, when I like travel in America, like to the East Coast, I know when we went to Scotland, my family wanted to go to St. Andrews, so... We did rent a car. My dad had to drive on the left side of the road, which is definitely a struggle for him. <laughs> but he figured it out, so we drove to uh, St. Andrews. But usually you're not going to need a car if the public transportation's good. So, yeah. So like I said, walking shoes. Um, a good 
purse or bag that you can take with you around the city. Something that, um, like a cross over bag, cross shoulder. Is that cross what body. Called? Cross body. I was like, I know what these are called. It's gonna, one of those is so great. <laughs> um, because you can keep it in the front, um, so that you won't be pickpocketed, which in Paris, if you're in the touristy areas, is a concern. But honestly, I've never, I've never experienced anything, you know, I've never experienced any of the horror stories that some people tell you about. So I think you just have to be very aware. Yeah. Just be aware. Um, and if you're comfortable traveling, period, you'll be fine. Um, so yeah, a good bag so that you can keep track of all your belongings, but something that's that you can realistically carry. Um, you don't want to be hauling something huge around, and really you don't need that much stuff. <laughs> um, really, as long as you have a wallet and your phone and a bag, if you need, if you maybe if you buy something and need to put it in there. So is that four things? One, two, three, four. Okay, let me think of one more. Hmm. A jacket, a good coat, or a sweater, so that you can layer. Like maybe not like a huge heavy yeah. coat, but just a good sweater that you always keep with you, just in case you end up, just in case there's a breeze or a chill, or it ends up being hot and you can take it off. But it's good to have that, have it as backup. So. Mm, what about that's you? A good point. Yeah, what are your five must-haves? What would um for me, yeah, it's like comfort and but you also kinda of want to feel nice and stylish. So mm-hmm. I think if there were five pieces of clothing that I was only allowed to travel with, um, ballet flats are my number one go to shoe. So definitely a good pair of ballet flats that are comfortable and like you said, you'll be able to walk in because you don't tend to use rent cars when you're traveling, you tend to no, just use public transport exactly. and walk if it's good. Um, jeans are very versatile and comfortable. Um, I'm more of a skirts fan, but jeans, I think when you're traveling, are just a good, um, yeah, I really all want around a good pair of jeans. kind of item to wear. I don't own any jeans right now. I just don't have a single pair. I think I brought just one pair of pants with me to Paris and they're like vertical black and white stripes. So that's cool. They're really cute. Like they're kind of, they're just kind of like capris and I think they're gonna look really cute with some of the tops they have but the point is I need a good pair of jeans I just find that so many places now only like if you go at least into like the typical places like Forever 21 or um like maybe Hollister they really only stock like skinny jeans and I just Mm. I want a pair of more like relaxed fit comfortable like like boyfriend kind of jeans like boyfriend jeans yeah like boyfriend jeans but more kind of like an elegant, stylish kind of with a, like a kind of twist on them, and they exist. I, know I just what you haven't mean. seen them. <laughs> so that's just finding them in, in yeah. real life. <laughs> I'll get to them, like because I don't want to buy jeans online. I usually buy skirts online because I, they're typically sized by you know extra small, small, medium, large, and you mm-hmm. know like depending on which store, what size you are. But jeans are really hard to. Jeans yeah. are really hard to find a really good pair. So yeah, they're one of my. Yeah, one of your items, I would say. Um, my other one, I would take a trench coat um, because I think it's versatile. It goes with everything. Mm-hmm. In summer, it's it's quite good at night if it's because it's it's light enough that it's not too hot most of the time, but it's also heavy enough that it will keep you warm if it's cold, and it also blocks the wind. Mm-hmm. So Perfect. it's always one. a bonus. And then I would also say a nice white blouse or t-shirt, um, just something that will classically go with the ballet flats and the jeans. And then my number one accessory is pearl studs. So that's my other, that's my number five. I usually take like two necklaces. One that I'll wear like on the plane 
um, like a one that usually doesn't fasten and it's just like one I can like throw on over my clothes and then one that does fasten that I'll keep in my purse so if I end up needing the accessory I have something that what I what I got since I've moved here is really cute I probably can even actually show you if I do you see it it's like a uh, it's a jewelry tree I don't know if you could tell I see it's adorable yeah, it, it's like and I think those are so great so okay you probably wouldn't take one of those while you travel but I didn't have one of those at home I had a jewelry box and it was cute it had seashells on it but things get so tangled um, it's really they just really meant for necklace, for not for for bracelets and rings and things like that. But mm. I used it for necklaces, which is not smart. So yeah, get a little, <laughs> get a little uh, tree. I will link the one that I just showed you and that I have here in my room in the notes. Perfect, that'd be so good. It's really cute, just in case anyone wants to take a look. Um, because it, I found out they ha there's a big selection, but they're not all really cute. This one's really cute. Mm. So no, that's true. I would say in terms of items that I bring traveling as well, I would say a tote bag. Um, but you do have to consider where you are. So like Paris, there is, it is they do say that pickpocketing is an issue. So um, if you do at least take a bag, I would say take one that zips up. Always take a um, bag that zips up. That you know is going to be secure. Mm -hmm. um, I also always bring my camera if I'm <gasps> traveling because you never know when you're going to need to take a photo. And most of the time I take a photo of everything anyway. So... <laughs> Gosh, so not, like I, I try forcing pictures and you just can't force them. But um, yes, take a camera is so important. I have my SLR, but for this trip, I um, or before I came here, I keep calling it a trip. It's not really a trip. Um, <laughs> not used to that. But for this trip, I also um, purchased some disposable film cameras, like you know the little Kodaks, because I was yeah. going through pictures, uh, or my mom was cleaning up our garage the other day. And she found a bunch of pictures that I took when I was like 10 years old when I went on a field trip to the Leo Carrillo Ranch, which is somewhere in Southern oh California. I don't know. It's a ranch um, that's now like a museum. And I, we were allowed to bring field trips or bring field trips, bring, can't bring a camera <laughs> to the field trip yeah. with the school. And I just, I, I just look, looked at all the pictures and I was like, these have a really cool film effect. So I mm. bought some cameras. I was kind of inspired. And I've been carrying both cameras with me everywhere. So I have the little film camera, and then I have my um, my SLR. So I don't know how they're going to turn out. I'm trying to find a place to get them developed here in the city. Um, if I like them, I'll keep using them. So like, if you don't have That's so cool. yeah, if you don't have a big digital camera or just don't want to carry it, it might be a good excuse or a good reason to um, get some cheapy little film cameras and experiment with film a little bit because I think they can, the pictures can come out really cool. It's like the imperfections. That's a really good idea. Yeah. With an SLR, you usually don't want any imperfections in your pictures, but with a film no. camera, they're like, they have character. It gives them character. So, very cool. Um, anyway, so you said your camera, your tote bag. Were there any other? I would say my camera, tote bag, probably sunglasses, then also my journal because um, I like to just sit down and write sometimes. Yes. Um, I um I bought I already had that Q and A a day journal that I love, but I bought another journal when I was shopping with a friend a few months ago um in Aliso Viejo, um which is in Orange County for those of you who don't know who don't know, and it's this really cute little book and it's a it's a line a day, so you I write more than mm. a line, but it gives you like I think like maybe like five lines um, every day for you to write 
a little bit about your day. And I love keeping a journal, but I find that when I do, I end up updating it maybe like every two days or once a week, mm-hmm. depending on my schedule, because I always write a lot, because I love to write. But I love this because it forces me to record just a little bit of something about every day. Like I have to write a few sentences every day about what I did. And I think it's kind of cool, you know, a year from now, be able to look back and see what I wrote a year ago today about what I did. So that is a really cool idea. It's like a little time capsule. So um, (laughs) I think it's really cute. So yes, a journal is definitely recommended, especially travel journals, if you into that sort of thing. You also, yeah, also want to remember what you've done when you're traveling. So it's a really good way to take note of where you've been, even if you don't write a, a full on reflection mm-hmm. about what you did, just like jotting down where you've been, who you're with, even like new foods that you ate if you're in a country with different foods to yours mm-hmm. and things like that. They, um, they're really fun to look back on when you uh, want to remember what you did on the holiday. They totally are. Um, is that all of the items that you recommended? That. that is all of the items that I recommend. Do you have any items that you would add or that you would also mm. recommend? That is a good question. When I, traveling? Um, I always carry a brush in my carry-on bag, and I'll usually mm. um, take one around with me too because sometimes, you know, if, especially if it's windy, hair can get really tangled, and I hate having to deal with that when I come That's back right. and spend like 30 minutes detangling my hair. So if you start feeling things getting kind of crazy, just brush it out. Um... Let me think. Is there anything else that I would really recommend people take? I don't really think so. I think make sure that you have a good secure phone case so that you won't drop your phone. Yes. Like an auto box or a life proof um, that you really should use even if you're not traveling. But um, if you are, is definitely worth because you're probably going to drop your phone at some point. Hopefully you don't lose it. Yes. But you probably will drop it. Um, mm-hmm. I think I agree with most of yours. Definitely camera. Um, a tote is very important. Also, if you plan on going to a grocery shop in Europe, I think all of Europe, um, they, they don't give you bags or you have to pay for bags. So, yeah. so make sure you, I don't know, how do they do things in Australia? We have in, it depends which one. We have a few that give you bags and a few that don't, but they, they recommend that you don't, um, that you bring your own bag. Sorry, just to say, yeah, um, I think in, see if the environment, yeah. Certain cities in the U.S. do have you bring your own bag, and I think, I feel like it's an issue that we just voted on. I know in Northern California, they are, they charge for bags, but they have them. In Southern California, we still they still don't charge for bags. So I'm definitely not used to taking a bag with me, around with me. Um, but if you, now that I am going to be shopping here, it's just a necessity. So I have some, but... If anyone, if you don't want to have to buy a bag here, if you plan on going to a shop, um, bring one from home. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's a great tip. <laughs> so I think that's about it as far as that goes. Um, I just want to ask, what is at the top of your bucket list right now? And let's go with a place you've never been before. I think a place I've never been. Yeah. I know. I know. I'm pretty sure in the notes I've listed down Paris, but yeah. I think we've spoken. Enough I think we've spoken Paris, enough so, about that. So let's um, go into like. Somewhere else that I'm absolutely dying to go um, is either Ireland or Scotland. I've never been to either of those places. I've never been to Ireland. Um, So I'm, there's somewhere I'm really, really looking forward to exploring one day and I will get there. Um, I love, I, there was a blogger, um, Jess Keys from the Golden Girl blog and we'll link her in the links below. Um, She went to Ireland a few months ago with her boyfriend and the photos were just amazing. She just sounded like she had the best time. 
Um, then another blogger, Katie from Hope Engaged, also went to Sweden. She's from Sweden, but um, when you go there, she, sorry, she's she lives in America, but she's half Swedish. Um, and she went on a holiday there, so that's another place that I'm really dying to go because the photos just look amazing. So beautiful. Um, All of Scandinavia is just so gorgeous, <laughs> and Ireland is just so green and lush and pretty. When I go there, yes. so bad. Um, I think the two places on the, on the top of my bucket list right now are Iceland. I want to go to Iceland so bad, so bad. It just looks so beautiful. Like, I think the most stunning Mm -hmm. scenery and pictures that I've ever seen. So I really want to go there. And Machu Picchu in Peru, which I don't know when I'm going to get over there because it's really far away from where I am right now. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I actually just, like, randomly had a dream about it the other day, which is really weird. Um, and since then, maybe. <laughs> I just I just really wanted to go. Um, I don't know much about South America. I've never been to South America. I know um, I've been to Asia, of course, and I think that can be similar in terms of like bugs and things. Like mm. the climates are more tropical, um, so it's like really hot. I probably want to go in the winter to avoid some of that. <laughs> um, yeah, but it just it looks incredible and. I have to make it there at some point. But Iceland will probably happen think, first because it's much closer to me. I think they have direct flights from Charleston. <laughs> um, I think that would be great. It would be amazing to go there. Yeah, someday, someday. <laughs> okay, so um, now since we're kind of again on the topic of places that we love or that we want to go, not necessarily that we love because mm-hmm. we haven't been there, but that we think we would love, uh, um, <laughs> Do you have any favorite museums or works of art? Um, in terms of works of art, there's one, and he's it's by Elliot Gruner. I think I said that right. <laughs> it could be wrong. Is he? French? But I tried my best. Yeah. Um, he's an artist, um, a Dutch artist, I he's believe. Dutch. Um, and he has one of his paintings. It's it's my family's favorite painting. Um, and it's hanging in the National um, Gallery in New South Wales. Yeah. I did. I posted about it recently, um, and I can link the picture on my Instagram so that you can all see what it looks like as well. It's it's called. Oh, I really don't. I call it cows in the morning, and my family call it the cows. But I know that's definitely not its official <laughs> name because when I went to ask the reception, when I went to try and find it um, in the museum, and I asked the cows in the morning, they gave me a very funny look. So that's definitely not the right <laughs> name. That's just the name my family gives it. Um, but it's, it's cows in a field. It's very pretty in the light, the lighting, the way that's painted is beautiful. Um, but in terms of museums, I am a big history and kind of dinosaur nerd. If that is a thing, um, I love looking at dinosaur bones and, and things like that. So, um, the natural history, the natural history museum in London, somewhere I love to go. It's also a beautiful, um, architecturally beautiful building as well. So I don't think I've been there. Yeah. What about you? Okay, um, in London, I love the British Museum. I think that is just such mm-hmm. an incredible museum. Um, let me think. I already mentioned that I love the Rijksmuseum. This is probably one of my top, like, if I had to pick top, like, do a top three, that would be one of them, because the Night Watch is my favorite painting. Um, I already, I already talked enough about that, Rembrandt, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, <laughs> here in Paris, the Louvre is incredible. I think the Louvre is the only museum mm-hmm. I've been to here. And I really want to go to Musée d'Orsay. Musée? 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 I'll figure it out. Yeah, I think, I think that's right. Yeah, Musée. Um, because it, it's, I think it's Impressionism and 
I'll probably go there probably sometime. I can't just say probably twice. I'll go there sometime in the next week because <laughs> I have the week off um, to set up my bank account and just do lots of practical things. Orientation is the week after. So I really want to go there, but I haven't. I love in New York City. I love the, uh, the Natural History Museum there. Mm-hmm. And I also really love the Anne Frank House in yeah i've, I've in read Amsterdam. about that it, it would is, be amazing it's incredible it's very sad it's kind of but it's mm, historically it would be. it's an it's just an incredible place oh and i didn't even mention the van gogh museum which is also in amsterdam and i love mm-hmm. van gogh so i love that museum he's a great so artist i could spend hours and hours in there I, like i think i went in and i was in there forever just reading like every little like notes by every single painting it's so wow incredible. So I think, yeah, to sum it up, Amsterdam is great for museums, as is London, as is NYC, as is Paris. So I don't mm-hmm. know much about Paris yet. So I'll get back to everyone on that. <laughs> and You'll be able to fill us in and tell us where to go. <laughs> okay. So I think that's that's all of that. Um, so now... Yeah, I think... I think... I think... Yeah. I think we've covered everything that we were planning to talk about I think in today's episode. I could talk about this stuff forever. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I know. Is, so could I. I think, is, I think we've hit an hour, which is as long as we've had a podcast oh It's so exciting. We've been talking for so long. I know. I just, I love this topic so much. This is one we'll have to revisit again in the future because I think there's always yes, so much that you can, that you can talk about. So we can update opinions and things like that. Yes. Like, especially if, since we're going to be traveling more probably in the, in the coming year, like just more. Yeah. Okie dokie. That's that. Um, is there anything else? So, yeah, I think, I think for this episode, I think that's all I really had to share about traveling so far. Like you said, I think we'll come back in a, maybe a few months or later on, um, next year and we can, um, discuss traveling some more, maybe update recommendations if you things come like to that. Paris but, um, we'll have to record one about Paris absolutely oh be, my goodness that would be so fun just have it doing a maybe we could do a, a vlog while we're walking around Paris or something that would be so fun <laughs> we should we really should okay so come here in June <laughs> I will, I'm planning to hopefully okay so I think our we're just gonna wrap we wrap that up uh, we'll be back. Ready to wrap up and spin off. Very, very soon with a new episode. And. Uh, yes, absolutely. So just thanks for tuning in and bearing with us while we've been absent these past few weeks. Um, we are hoping that won't happen too frequently in the future. But yes. um, yeah, as always, if you have any recommendations or feedback, um, link them in the comments yes, below. Yes, we'd love to hear about your experiences and places that you love visiting that we might have to add to our bucket list. Absolutely. Absolutely. So until next time, we both hope you have a lovely week. Yes. Have a great week, everyone. Bye.